What's up, Cowboy Nation? It's season two, week two of the Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast, and I'm your host, Mitch. Coming to you on this fine Tuesday evening um, after week one, and we've had a... Um, interesting week first week of games for the nfl season with fans back in the stands so it's exciting to talk about some football once again with me tonight we have as always daniel our lovely editor producer whatever else you want to title you want to give him because he doesn't really care what you call him nope i mean i do but i don't let my feelings show no matter how bad it hurts fair (laughs) and then Back with us, back from his COVID bout, we have Wayne. Uh, Wayne's been uh, <laughs> been in quarantine for a little bit, and actually now I'm in quarantine as my family has gotten it. So <clears throat> if you notice a little bit of stuffiness in my in my voice, that's why. But um, we're going to soldier on and um, try to keep our show coming to you guys. So I like um, how Wayne just kind of like was like, eh. <laughs> That's what it sounded like on my end. It's just like, eh. yeah, <laughs> might be the air conditioner unit beside him that drowned his voice out at first, but hey, it's possible. <clears throat> hopefully, so, hopefully, yeah. once you guys are over COVID, we can do this in person. So it's like good audio all around. I would love that. Actually, yeah. like I'm right now, I'm working in my garage. Um, mm-hmm. I have a. I'm currently in a army class and. Um, since we're all quarantined, it's kind of hard for me to get anything done inside the house with kids in, in the house and my wife working from home. So I'm working out of the garage and I actually got a pretty sweet setup down here. Nice. I think it would work well for the for the podcast. So if we're able to do it in person, that would work out pretty well. Let's do it. I've got the equipment. <laughs> you know that. Well, the company no. does. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just made an official request to Michael to take us under the 13 Palm Trees banner. So. We'll see what he says. Let's see. So, Wayne, you want to tell us uh, what you've been up to in the last, well, since you've been on the show? I guess it's been since last season. So you want to give everybody a, catch everybody up on what what's going on with you? <laughs> I don't think he does. Chirp, 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 chirp. chirp. <laughs> He's just like, nah, I don't think I will. <laughs> you don't hear anything? Oh, there, there you go. Now we can hear you. I think you're muted. No, uh, I just don't think it's catching. Anyways, um, I missed the draft show, so I haven't been on since the end of last year. So I had another child, a boy named uh, Prescott. <laughs> uh, got lucky there. The wife's a pretty decent woman, so... Um, he is actually four months old tomorrow. So, in that time frame, I have also uh, left one job onto another. Um, and it's just a new chapter in life, but I'll be around the house more and uh, hopefully get to catch more cowboy games. Yeah, so were you working on the road before? Well, obviously, yeah. obviously you're yeah. working on the road because I remember your your accident you had last year where you yeeted a deer. Yeah, uh, that was a that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I used to probably drive 
oh, I don't know, 300-some miles a day at least uh, was a normal day. And uh, now it's uh, about less than a mile. So. Well, that's a big friggin' change. <clears throat> yeah, so um, congratulations on finding that new job. It's pretty cool. And one of our friends' companies, so it's, it should be a fun, fun venture for you. Um, hopefully... You know, things continue to look up for you. And now that you're not having to be on the road so much, you can be on more shows too. So, because I, I know you had to miss a few last year with traveling and everything as well. So, but uh, yeah, so gl- good to have Wayne back, of course. Um, we're looking right now at a week one review of Tampa. Um, what a game, man. That was. Hmm. Uh, um, you know, we, we talked about it. All of us picked Tampa to win. All of us picked a close game and, uh, we were all pretty darn close on the score predictions. Um, and, and it played out pretty much how we all thought it was going to, um, given the fact that hardly any of our starters, especially on offense played together in the preseason. Um, I don't think you could have asked for a better game, um, by Dak. I mean, he, he really just balled out <laughs> considering he didn't play any meaningful snaps at all in the preseason. And all he really saw was, you know, against his own team. So, mm-hmm. um, played really well. Um, you know, definitely came out and showed, uh, he belonged. I don't know if, uh, based on bold predictions, um, Michael Parsons didn't get a turnover. Is that correct? No, and, um, Long-term injuries, I think we could kind of count Gallup as a long-term injury, maybe. Are we counting yeah. Gallup as a long-term injury? Well, I had specified, like, like you know how, like, last year we had Jarwin go down in game one and it was season-ending and then, you know, right. the injuries. That was more what I was referring to, but, you know, we could refer to Gallup as a long-term because it's up to, like, well, they put him in IR, so it's going to be at least three weeks. But with a calf strain, I'm assuming it's going to be – they probably won't bring him back till after our bye week. So we can consider that a long term. You know, I know you want the win on it, so whatever. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're going for. I'll let you have it. <laughs> Glad you caught the angle there I was going with. So yes, um my bold prediction, Dak outplayed Brady um while we still lost, and that was the fact, actually. Um mm-hmm. if you look at the stats, Dak had uh seventy-two percent completion percentage, while Brady had a sixty-four percent completion percentage. Dak uh, threw for 403 yards. Brady threw for 379. Dak three touchdowns, one interception. Brady four and two. And passer rating, uh, QBR was 74.3 to 65.3 in favor of Dak. And passer rating was 101.4 to 97. So um, Dak definitely outplayed. Brady, so I win the bold prediction. Wayne wins the score prediction with his score of a 31 to 29. Um, or the final score was 31 29, and Wayne predicted 31 26. So, um, I just want to say, so like, last year we're doing like our score predictions. <clears throat> it made us sound like idiots, like we didn't know what we were talking about, but it was like because <laughs> we were never even close. But our team was just so just bad. It was hard to predict what we were going to do. 
Yeah, you so, could there was no predictions. <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was really hard for yeah. sure. So this hopefully is, you know, a better representation of our knowledge of our football team, how close we were in our predictions. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to it here in a little bit. Um, we'll, we'll be doing the same for week two matchup, but, uh, real quick, I wanted to get, um, to wrap up our week one review. I wanted to get one positive and one negative from each of you out of this game. So Wayne, let's start with you. One positive, one negative from the game. It is Dak is back and you can't tell that he was gone. Um, and I really don't have a negative um, that I don't have reasoning for. Um, I was kind of upset with Lamb's drop passes. Um, but, uh, I mean, I can go into it when I talk about the game. Um, but they uh, didn't really play any preseason, so for me to be mad that he dropped some balls when they've only been playing in practice together, uh, you know, it is what it is. Overall, I'm pretty happy other than taking the L. Yeah, I mean, we t- we talked about it in the chat. I think um, you know, definitely disappointed to see D- uh, CD drop those balls because – uh, I know one of them was a for sure touchdown, um, um, uh, if I remember correctly. And I think there was, what, two or three others. I think he had four, right? Because um, we yeah. were talking about how he is like halfway to what he had last year already in the whole yeah. season. The one, um, the one brutal one that went through his hands that was he should have caught that turned into an interception that just turned the game there. Yeah, that deep ball over the middle where there's two two receivers and it looked at first – or two uh, – defenders and it looked at first like it was a bad throw on Dak. Dude, and when you saw was... the it was on the money. When you saw the replay, it was, <laughs> it was so good. Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, I think the uh, first two drives he dropped uh, not the first two, but the first two that didn't get touchdowns, he he dropped it in what could have been a uh, chance for more points. Uh I know everyone, maybe one of you two are gonna complain about Greg Zerline, which I'd say the same thing. They didn't give him any time to play coming off of back surgery, but uh, it's it's really right there, just dropping balls and and I don't think we can just blame it on Lamb. It's uh, I mean, we can, but it's a thing where we did this for the past however many years. We don't play the preseason. That takes us three or four weeks to get back on track. Yeah, Although I, I was pretty impressed. I can't argue with anything you said for sure. That was, um, um, you know, I had CD on my mind as my one bad downside, but, um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, Daniel, you want to give us your one positive, one negative? I mean, I don't just have one of either. I've got a couple. Um, go ahead. Positives is our scheme offensively and defensively. Like just the the scheme that Kellen Moore came up with to attack the weak points of the defense, um, it's just not something I'm used to seeing. So obviously, with the Cowboys over the past few years, where we just 
We know where their weakness is. We're going to stay away from trying to just run the ball because Zeke's there and pass to the pass to the side. We'll play sideline to sideline and just go after those corners. And it worked. It worked great. Um, defensively, we were flying to the ball. We were getting turnovers, and it gives me hope for the future of Dan Quinn's defense and our defense. Um, and honestly, like just Dak in general, I know that's you know it, we we had to suffer through what eleven games last year with backups and backups of backups, and it was just miserable. And just seeing him back out there, and I was I was listening to one of the the Cowboys actual podcasts, and they were saying that they they called like twenty some run plays or something like that. That and like Dak. Uh, checked out of those plays for passing plays because of the defense the defense that he was uh he was seeing on the field. So everybody that's like, you know, we got to trade Zeke cuz he wasn't doing anything like that they they called run plays a lot, but Dak took charge and they're letting him do that. They're letting him just change the plays. Um yeah, that's the most ridiculous thing people want to trade Zeke when we obviously were staying away from the run on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, if we would have stuck with running, it would have been 31 to 17. Um, but negatively, um, penalties. And it kind of plays into what Wayne was saying about not playing in the preseason. Like, we're rusty, offensive line. You know, we get down in the red zone-ish and get holding penalties and stuff. And I get some of them were to protect Dak. Like, I'd rather get a holding penalty than have somebody just drill Dak into the ground. Like, I understand it. But some of them were just pay attention to where your hands are. Um, and the other one, I don't even have Zerline on here, Wayne. I've got our tight ends. Like our tight ends are great pass catchers, but they suck at blocking. They're the, they're terrible at blocking like that pass to Zeke when we were in the red zone. Um, Jarwin was supposed to pick up the block there and just whiffed. So to me, those are the two big, yeah. Was uninterested, <laughs> yeah. So, totally uninterested. Yeah. Um, so my only qualm with what you had to say was um, you mentioned Cowboys actual podcasts. Uh, excuse me. We are a Cowboys actual podcast. No, so. I meant. Well, okay. So, so let me. So let me. Let me just <laughs> clear that up. I mean, like podcasts that the Cowboys record at the Star in Frisco uh, and put out themselves. I know, That's what I, I knew. Mean. What you meant? <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew you know, what you meant. You know, the the listeners won't. So <laughs> uh, official. Official Dallas Cowboys sanctioned podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, so I would say for my uh, one positive and one negative, um, I'd say uh, for my positive, I really thought that it was awesome to see Zeke. Um, you mentioned the tight end blocking being poor, but Zeke's blocking wasn't phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, he was standing in the pocket taking hit after hit from linebackers blitzing, um, you know, DN stunting on the linemen when they come through the hole and he was meeting them at the hole and stopped a lot of sacks. Um, you know, for a guy, obviously he's paid a lot and we talk, we talk a lot about, you know, his usage and, and, you know, whether he's underutilized or whatnot, but, um, the dude just 
flat out earned his paycheck last or the other night, as far as I'm concerned, because he was in there taking hit after hit and absorbing a lot of blitzes that would have gotten to Dak otherwise. And um, I thought it was really impressive. So I'd say that's one positive for me. Um, so, and then my negative, yeah, um, I, I have to go with Zerline. Obviously, coming off of surgery, um, you know, you kind of, you would hope he would got a little bit more of a chance to, you know, get get warmed up, get used to playing in games, whatever it might be. But, I mean, he missed an extra point. He missed two field goals. Um, just, it sucks. <laughs> I wish we could go back to the days of reliable Dan Bailey because um, when when you have guys missing easy kicks, that it makes the difference in the game. It kind of sucks, but um, obviously, you know that's an easy low hanging fruit to pick too. But you guys kind of went over the ones that I would, probably would have said otherwise. So um, to avoid redundancy, I'll use that one as mine. So, well, I mean, you're you know that that was the outcome of the game. We lost by two. You know, yep, we should have been up by what so that would have been an extra five points yeah we should have been up by three forcing tom brady to drive the field and and get in the end zone and well, out of bad appearance at a minimum it would have been <laughs> dun, dun, dun. oh what what did you say wayne i missed that sorry without a pass interference oh yeah yep See, I don't know if I'm more mad about the no call and the pass interference or the blatant intentional grounding the play before that. Like, I'm sorry. There was nobody in the area. He chucked it out to the oh, right. Yeah. It just landed in the open oh. field. Nobody around didn't he, it. Didn't he do that like three t- three passes in a row or something? He chucked like it just out of, threw it out of bounds? Well, you can throw it out of bounds. That's one thing. But he threw it inbounds, and it landed like at the 20-yard line or something. And just nobody there. It was uh, he was still in the pocket, just yeeting it. Like any other quarterback, it would have been intentional grounding. But you know, since it's Tom Brady, he can't look bad because he has seven rings and he's the goat. It's like Tim Brady. Piss off! Like that's that kind of a really bad. Here uh, was a really bad holding call they missed or something. I I can't remember was that very final drive or the one right. Before, but I know we all in the chat were like, "What in the world?" Yeah. There is, I mean, you know. Yeah, there's missed calls every game. Um, Obviously, we don't want it to come down to a missed call to determine our win or loss. So, um, sucks, but move on to week two. And week two, we have the Chargers um, playing in Los Angeles in the new Chargers stadium. The beautiful stadium. You guys see it on week one? Holy crap. Looks great. That's 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 <laughs> impressive. It really, really is. Um, so we're playing in SoFi Stadium. Uh, kickoff is 4.25 p.m. Eastern. Um, right now, it's pretty much a coin flip. Um, Los Angeles favor, favored by three points. Um, that's basically what a home team gets. So it's basically, at that point, it's a coin flip. So um, <clears throat> obviously, they're coming in. To this game with a second-year QB at Justin Herbert, he played pretty decent. Not a world beater, but you know, not not bad enough to lose. Um, they got the W. Um, so he was thirty-one of forty-seven with three hundred thirty-seven passing yards and a touchdown and one interception. Um, we have a few injuries coming into this game. 
um, just announced yesterday. Gallup was officially put on injured reserve, and Randy Gregory is listed as out. Um, and right now, Randy show, Gregory should be back. He's not injured. It's COVID protocol. Is it? And he's he's asymptomatic. He can make two tests. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's asymptomatic and he's vaccinated. So, as long okay. as he gets has two negative tests within a twenty four hour period, then he'll be then he'll be there. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, but what uh, Lyle Collins? We still don't really know what's going on with him. Apparently, he's going to be suspended for five games. But I think he is. They um, said Steel. They said Steel is going to uh, start there at tackle, and that um, they're going to appeal his suspension, but still, still going to get the start. Yeah. I, I knew they were appealing it because of what he had 180 tests in eight month period or something like that. Yeah. Like, it, was, that's, it was like 10 over a year. It was, yeah, yeah. 10 months, 10, 10 months. months. It was 180 tests. So it was, uh, what? Eight, 18, a month? Eight, 18 tests a month that they've tried to test this guy. And he's and, missed seven or five they said for just varying circumstances but not because he didn't want to take it but i mean i so listen i've taken a lot of drug tests in my day for whenever i worked in the oil and gas field and i had one company at one point where they would give me a hair follicle sample every two weeks when i came back to the rig well hair follicle will read back 90 days on most drugs right obviously urine for stuff right away is more um more important but it's it it's so easy for them to cover their basis and not have to test these guys every couple days on dumb stuff like this um and for this to be an issue uh i'm sorry to say it but i think the nfl has just a little too much uh uh unwielding power i'd like to see the the end of that no, I agree. And, and the, the the issue that I have with the NFL is that they can just, you know, they waited because this it's not just like a it's not like he missed seven drug tests seven days in a row leading up to the game. You know, they made this decision right at like literally the day after the start of the season. And it's it, it just pisses me off. It's like you've had all this time to make up your mind on it. I'm glad he got to play. But, like, the NFL just, it's, I don't understand if they've got, like, different people that they drug test more, if they're in some kind of program within the NFL, like, if they've failed before or if, you know, if they've had issues with substance abuse before, if they test them more. But, like, you wait until the day after the start of the season and just drop it on us. It's like, get out of here. You have too much power to do this kind of crap. And the issue with the NFL is like you can appeal it all you stinking want. You're still going to serve your suspension. It's just when are you going to serve it? Because they hardly ever overturn it. So, sorry, that was my rant for the for the week, I guess. <laughs> well, no, I could have sworn that I, maybe it was the NBA. I think it was the NBA dropped all of the whole um, marijuana issues like they're not going to test anymore they're not going to suspend anymore for marijuana and I, probably I mean, but if you post a workout pic they'll drug test you the next day there was a big uh uh was in sacramento so it was De'Aaron fox he posted a workout picture uh on twitter 
and he showed a text like the very next day there was like an agent in town that said we need to do a drug test today get a hold of me yeah i mean that it just it's ridiculous to me like it's 2021 like basically half of the united states has already legalized marijuana and many are on the way to doing the same um it just like come on man <laughs> let's get over this already but yeah well anyway. that's not all they're testing for but granted that's what a lot of people are are getting hit with and in trouble over but you know you still have performance enhancing drugs and you still got these guys out here that are doing cocaine so i mean you still got a, a drug test them but it's i think it'd be a lot easier for them to come up with a better plan than what they currently have um than to make these guys take a drug test uh every two and a half days yeah i agree with that too so we'll see jury is out on law collins no pun intended there <laughs> um but that uh that's neither here nor there so we have a, a three-point dog right now coming into la um over under is 55 points um so that being said let's look at our predictions score predictions for the game against the chargers um first off i'll i'll lead off um i think it's going to be a 30 to 24 game i think dallas will win and bold predictions you smacking that smacking that that uh that line aren't you I'm trying. That's what I always try to do. <laughs> you always do. I don't even look at him. That's what I, just... I always do. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does. He just pulls up. Uh, I don't even know what app he uses, probably. Maybe covers.com. No, and he just, just, he just, just sees what the projected score is. Oh, just sees what the projected <laughs> score is. And he's like, yeah, rolling with it. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, I'm picking against the score because they, they are favoring Los Angeles. And I'm picking Dallas to win 30 to 24. <laughs> It's only because they're the home team is the only reason they're getting the points. But, yeah, I thought that's an interesting line either way. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and my bold prediction is I think Zeke, Amari, and CD are all going to go over 100 yards. Um, Zeke over 100 yards rushing and Amari and CD over 100, over 100 receiving. Um, that's a bold prediction, Cotton. I know. That pays that's, off what, that's, that's, that's the title, right? <laughs> bold <know>. predictions. <laughs> I feel like we need some like some fun um, audio, like bold predictions, pew, 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 like music and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Can you do that? Come on, you're supposed to be really good at this. I mean, I could if you guys would pay <laughs> me more. We're working on that. I'm, I'm talking to Michael as we speak, so we're working on yeah. that. I'm now, doing I'm multitasking can, here. I'll see. I'll see what I can come up with. I'll have to record some sound bites myself until i can get somebody with a better voice to do it <clears throat> so but yeah, i was I can, trying to think i could probably find somebody for you actually i've got some people that i know that have like really good deep voices that can just like get me that plus oh, it's, yeah i hate i hate to keep getting off on tangents but it's so much fun and we've, <laughs> this is the first time we've had all three of us back together but um remember the, the it came out like ever probably over the winter or maybe in the spring, the video of the dude that did the voices for the Halo. Oh, yeah. 
Like he's like some seventy-year-old, like curmudgeonly-looking guy, and he's got this amazingly deep voice. It's awesome. Yeah, I was surprised. That's who to we need. That. I was surprised. How, how much does he cost? I don't, dude, you don't even pay me. I swear, <laughs> if I find out that you guys are paying some dude to do sound bites for the friggin' podcast, <laughs> no. quit crying about money. I'm not, right. I don't care yeah. about money. That's why I've never asked I for money. We were doing bold <laughs> predictions. Back on track. Sorry, sorry. Bold predictions. That's actually pretty good. That's actually pretty good. All right, Wayne. Since you're so antsy, go ahead and give us your. Well, I was hoping I, predictions. I was hoping I would go last. That way, I could roll into uh, fantasy also. Okay. Well, I, mean, I can. Um, go I, have, I, fe- I, I feel one. like we whiffed on the we whiffed on the order. Maybe we should have went over uh, concern and a. That's uh, fine. We'll do. I'll do you last. And first off, then then I want to throw one more thing in because um, I want to do one optimistic thing and one concern about the game. So my yeah. one optimistic thing about the game is I think our running game is going to get going. Um, I think the only reason we didn't really see a whole lot of running game last week is because of Tampa's defense and they are so stout against the run. And like Daniel mentioned, um, there were a lot of runs that were checked out of by Dak because of the coverage and the, because of the defense that was that he was shown. Um, so I think one that's one optimistic thing that I would like that I think is going to happen this week is we're going to get Zeke going, we're going to get Pollard going, we're going to actually have a good running game this week. I don't think it's. I I don't want to. I don't. I think it's still too early in his tenure to assume that Mike McCarthy is going to be the same Mike McCarthy he was in in green Bay and never run the ball like he did in green Bay. Um, so, cause he never had a, a back like, like Zeke when he was there. He also um, didn't have Jerry it, Jones breathing down his neck, telling him to use Zeke. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. So, um, and then one concern, um, I'd say my biggest concern this week is going to be line play. Um, uh, you know, I'm concerned because with Collins being out, steel being in, um, there's always opportunity or, or possibility of injuries. Um, want to keep Dak whole, want to keep him upright. And they have Bosa coming in, you know, off the line. That's he's a beast and they, you know, their defense is pretty good, you know, when it comes to blitzes and whatnot. So I'd like to, I hope, I hope to see, you know, our line um, be able to hold up, but I am kind of concerned, especially off that right side um, where Lyle would be. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, see Dak take a huge hit so that would be my one concern so that being said we'll roll to Daniel instead of Wayne um we'll do score and bold predictions and then go into your optimistic thing and one concern so my score predictions 34 24 Dallas I know it's pretty close to where I was last week um I just think we're gonna have the upper hand and offensively um so I think we can I think we can get the win this week for sure. Um my bold prediction is that D Law has two or more sacks. Um he got some pressure on well, not so much pressure, but he did force the fumble last week, which made me really happy. Um that first fumble of the game last week. He went in and punched the ball out. Um but I think that I think he'll I think he'll get home. He'll at least get home once this week, but uh two or more. That's my bold. Um 
optimistic things. Zach Martin's coming back. So that gives me hope for the running game. Now, with Lyle Collins being out and Terrence Steele being in, the nice thing about Terrence Steele being in, though, is that Terrence Steele played a lot last year. So he's got he's got time under his belt. So I wouldn't I'm not as worried about it as if you know Collins was actually playing last year and Steele wasn't. The fact that he's got some playing time, um, you know, he's still not gonna be to the level of Collins in there, but he's gonna I think I think he'll be okay. Um, again, I've got multiple for each of these. Also, it's week two of our defense. They've got a little bit of experience, and the uh, Chargers don't have nearly the depth at wide receiver, and they're playing against a second-year quarterback. So, And I know Herbert's great. Uh, I drafted him in fantasy. Um, but the fact that I mean, they got Keenan Allen, they've got um, – What's that? Is it Williams? I think it's Williams. Something like that. I don't remember the other, their second. Mike, is it Mike Williams? Mike Williams, I think. I've got him on my bench in fantasy. Um, but yeah, as far as like their depth at wide receiver, it's not Mike Evans and Godwin and Antonio Brown and Gronk. You know, it's just not. Um, so I think that matchup will be a lot better, especially for Anthony Brown, who struggled last week against Antonio Brown. Um, concerns, uh, Rashawn Slater is a concern for me, their rookie left tackle, because um, he absolutely shut down Chase Young last week. Um, so if uh, if Gregory does play, I think that it's kind of where I went with the D-Law, is that, you know, uh Gregory plays on that side, so I don't think Gregory's going to have a game at all if he does play. But I think that'll open up things, hopefully, for the other side. Hopefully they don't just double-team D-Law the entire time and just leave Slater on um, Gregory. Um, Other two concerns, or both on defense, is Joey Bosa and Derwin James. I like I like Derwin James. I've I've been sad the last two years that he has gotten hurt so early, but he's a great strong safety. Um, yeah, he he so. is really good. But yeah, just those you know those are they're not really I mean not so much concerns as like watch out for those guys because those guys can change the game. So right. All right. So that. That being said, we'll roll to Wayne with your score prediction, bold predictions, one optimistic and one concern coming into the game. See, let me start backwards, um, and I'll finish with my score and roll into uh, a little bit of fantasy because it it runs off of my bold prediction. Um, I think my biggest concern is and I know we've all talked about him and we we love him as a player but Micah Parsons um Tom Brady obviously picked on him and it was it was super obvious um I don't think we're gonna have that same issue per se with um with the Chargers uh although they may game plan uh towards it but I don't think that we'll have that same issue 
However, the reason I bring him up is they have a running back, uh, Eckler, who will probably fall into Micah Parsons' realm uh, for assignments for the game. So I think a, a lot's going to come down to what he can do there. If he can neutralize Eckler and get after the quarterback, uh, Herbert, whenever he has chances, um, I think he'll be a difference on the defense side of the ball for us. Uh, all that being said, I do, I do like them. You guys have all been in the same realm of the uh, score with me. I do like the uh, Chargers to score about 23 I have, but I, I like us big in this game. Um, I think that Mitch touched on it, and I think it's I think it's true. I think that we're going to get into the the Zeke game plan a little more in this game. Um, Gibson for the Redskins had a, a solid game against them, and uh, nothing against Gibson, but I think Zeke's just better. Uh, I think we have a better line. I think we better have a better offense to showcase Zeke. Um, I do like the Chargers defense. All that being said, it is not um, the Bucks' number one rated rush defense or their total defense overall. Uh, so, nor do they have Tom Brady. So, I think that our defense will look a lot better. Uh, that's why I have us going big, thirty-eight to twenty-three. Um, and my bold prediction is that Zeke will have two hundred all-purpose yards and score three touchdowns. Um, and to me, I think Zeke is the daily fantasy start. Um, I just think there's so much upside to plug him in uh, during this game. But also, just because he's a good fantasy start, I don't think that people should be scared away from starting Dak also. I think that you can run a little stack. I think that we just showed what we could do and the amount of offense we can put on the board versus the number one rush defense. and. I don't know what their overall is, but I assume it was top five overall last year. Um, and they obviously couldn't handle us. So it's obvious that we have uh, plenty of scoring power. Um, I think that that covers most of what I had. I just, I really wanted to stress that I really like our team versus any defense that's in front of us. Uh, I'm glad that we started the year out versus the Bucks. It uh, it showed us what we were and who we are. So, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I I can't argue with anything you said. Honestly, like um, you know, we both hit on you know the return of focus on Zeke, which I think is I think it's important. Um, we really uh, excuse me, we need to get him going. Um. Yeah, he was under a thousand yards rushing last season. I don't think we're going to see that happen again, um, not this season at least. So, uh, really, I mean, talked about it last week too. Like, I, I just think Zeke looks like he's in way better shape than he has in a long time. So, um, really looking forward to seeing him, you know, get going again. I think I think this is the week that'll happen for sure. So, um. That being said, we'll we'll continue on with um, Wayne mentioned his DFS starters as uh, Dak and and Zeke both. Um, Daniel, who do you have for season long 
um, fantasy must start of the week. It's so hard just doing one team, you know, our team, because it's like the obvious ones, Dak, Zeke, Cooper, Lamb, you know, like, ah, they're obvious. But I'm going to go out on a limb here, and for the amount of time that Gallup is out, I would, I would, take, a, I would take a shot at Cedric Wilson. I think that, you know, he'll, he'll, he's not as good as Michael Gallup. But he could be starting other places in the league as a number two wide receiver. Um, hint, hint at a um, topic coming in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, it kind of plays on that topic, and I thought we were going to get to the other topic first. But, you know, I'm going to have to do this because this was my, you know, I think he's worth, you know, a pickup and not necessarily starting right away. But after this week, our schedule gets a lot easier. And with Gallup being out, those top corners and top defensive guys are going to be all over Lamb and Cooper. So, you know, you're going to look, yeah. to, you know, Dax will be looking to tight ends and Cedric Wilson. And yeah, I, and you, you, you just mentioned it there. And I think, um, especially if you're in a deeper league, like a 12 team league, yeah. um, um, I would say look at Jarwin um, as a possibility as a starter if you're not already. Um, obviously, I think the, the, the ones you can't you can't not start are Dak, Zeke, Coop, and CD. Um, but if you're looking for, you know, somebody as a flyer, or you know, you know, just you need a a tight end because your tight end maybe shut the bed last week and you don't trust him. Um, I would I would look at Jarwin. I mean, he may not have a, a bulk. Um, I don't think you're going to see a ton of targets, but. Um, Usually his targets are important ones, and um, you know, especially if it's in the red zone, he's a good target in the red zone. Um, so look for look for Jarwin to have a decent game this week as a fantasy option, and, and especially in deeper leagues. So um, that's who I would say for mine. <clears throat> so that being said, as I mentioned there a second ago, um, in our Discord, if you guys want to join us. Um, this week, I asked for suggestions from our listeners as to what they would like to hear us talk about. And the the uh, ever-friendly Average Idiot 121, a.k.a. Michael Bonner, a.k.a. Daniel's brother, um, <laughs> actually gave us a pretty decent question. Um, everyone always talks about Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, and C.D. Lamb being an elite core of receivers. But it also it has also been stated that even the wide receiver core for the fourth, fifth, and sixth place receivers are good enough to be considered starters in other offenses. Give us a rundown on who these guys that will be filling in for Gallup while he is out and your order of rank they have in line for the wide receiver three position. Um, I think it's pretty clear, and you already mentioned him, Cedric Wilson is... Um, far and away the the fourth receiver as he's garnered the most playing time out of any of our backup receivers um the last two seasons so um and you saw him quite a bit in in game one against tampa even before gallup was hurt um so i definitely think cedric wilson is the obvious choice he's the one i think we are all thinking about (laughs) after we when we were chatting with him after he posted that question 
um, I'm certain that Wilson is the one um, option that we are all thinking of. But uh, if you look at our depth chart, um, behind CD, Coop, and Wilson for this week are the the rookie, Simi Fihoko. Um, he is the rookie that we drafted out of, uh, I think it was, I want to say, say uh, Stanford. Um, 6'3", 220, rookie, um, fifth-round pick. He is listed right now behind Cooper, and then behind CD is Noah Brown. So it looks like we pretty much have a five-receiver set um, or five-receiver depth chart for this game um, because the others behind them are on IR or listed as out. Um, one wild card I think you might see is Tony Pollard. Um, he has been known to flex out and play in the wide <laughs> the slot positions. God damn you, Daniel. I hate you. Um, so you could see Tony Pollard coming out there to play a little bit of receiver. And you could also see um, a good bit of no Brown um, playing, um, you know, getting a lot of playing time. So the other than Cedric Wilson, I think those are the the two obvious choices, Tony Pollard and Noah Brown um, with the long shot of semi Fihoko. Um, what do you guys think on that? I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, there's no, there's not a whole lot more to say about it. I mean, they've already named Cedric Wilson, you know, playing in Gallup's spot. Um, and Noah Brown's no joke either. Noah Brown is a fantastic, like, number three wide receiver. Um, like, our wide receiver core on this team is just stupid good. Um, Simi Fajoko, yeah. like you said, he's a rookie. I watched a lot of his, like, a lot of stuff from camp um, this offseason, and you know, he looks okay. I was actually surprised he made the team because of our depth. Um, <clears throat> but they saw something in him, and he looks okay. So I, I would like to see him get some playing time just to see how he runs routes, see how he handles, like, live action that's not preseason. You know, live action against some good uh, – some good defense, you know, defensive players, some professional defensive players. Starting, this, starting, starting first string defense. Yeah, just to see how he does. Um, if he does play, I, I highly doubt you'll see many targets to him. Um, just because there's not a connection there. Dak didn't play or didn't do much of anything during training camp. Um, so, you know. I'm sure they're doing stuff this week. They're probably getting them involved, you know, in case something were to happen to any of the other wide receivers. Uh, but I would like to see them get a few snaps. But as far as, you know, Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown are just, I mean, they're great. And the nice thing about them is they're good. So, but our other wide receivers are amazing and the defenses are going to be targeting them. So whenever Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown take off, and get some of these catches, they're usually like pretty big. I think I forget. I think it was Noah Brown last year during uh, versus Seattle that he had like two huge touchdown catches. It was like absurd. Uh, I think it was Wilson. Was it, Wilson? Sure it was Wilson? Okay, yeah. yeah. I was. I, I forgot who it was, but yeah, like they're they're no they're they're not wide receivers to mess around with. Like you can't just you know put your your practice squad corner on them and just hope. You know they're they're gonna 
they're going to ball with the best of the defense. So, yeah, and, I, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see us go a little bit more um, two tight end sets or or flex a tight end out as well, um, because we do have Dalton Schultz and, J- and Blake Jarwin, um, both you know pass catching threats as well. So you could see a little bit more of a reliance on them um, in pass catching downs versus going three wide wide receivers. And like I mentioned too, with uh, um, having Teddy Pollard as well. Wayne, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys all covered the main points there. Uh, just add a little bit in to give my perspective on it all. But uh, Cedric Wilson, I think, is the the clear uh, answer to Gallup. And I don't want this to be a knock to Gallup, but I think it's already been thought of because everyone in that uh, wide receiver room knows that this is their last year together. So I don't think there's going to be a huge drop-off with Gallup out. Um, I just mean overall, because that just gives uh, more ability to go to Lamb and Cooper. Um, and then Wilson's going to come in, and, and he's going to have a couple fabulous games, I would say, and people aren't going to expect it. Um, Noah Brown out of uh, the Ohio State. <laughs> Figured someone would like that. I don't really care for him, but uh, Noah Brown is also no joke. Um, I'll say I'm shocked that he hasn't went anywhere else, but we keep hanging on to him. Um, we won't really let him go, and he likes playing here, so it is what it is. Um, I think that what might end up happening is you might see C.D. Lamb and Amari on the outside, and you might see Cedric lining up in the slot. Um, and Noah, Noah's done a lot of good work across the middle on those those deeper routes. Um, and then the semi Fahoko, um, I was real excited about drafting him. He looked really good um, for a limited playing time. I don't think that he's, um, I don't want to say he's so polished. I don't think he has enough time um, as a wide receiver or at football. I think that his um size got him where he is and put him there in stanford i think he had some decent years but i think he's uh raw and unpolished um he's definitely got the confidence know that coming out of the draft that you know he said that there's no reason that he can't be that guy or going to the hall of fame all this stuff which you know calm down but at the same time you like to see people uh with a little bit of edge to them so he's got the size. He's like 6'3", 6'4", 225. Um, I know that he had trouble with – he had some drops, and his route running wasn't perfect. Um, I think you're going to see him come in in a couple of these games here before the bye week, and I think that he's probably going to catch a couple balls, and people are going to be like, where did this guy come from? Like Dallas just keeps on putting wide receivers on the field. Um, but I don't think that it will be very often. I think that it's mainly going to be Cedric Wilson, and I think that uh, Noah Brown will be sprinkled in. But I also think that uh, Mitch is right. I think there's going to be a, a a large dose of Pollard split out, kind of like they wanted to do with Randall back in the day. Um, because if you look at who our offensive coordinator was, and, and he was the backup quarterback when all that was around, so so he's familiar with how that plays, and Pollard is, is that kind of guy. So. Um, 
I don't think that there's going to be a big issue, but looking ahead at a couple of the games, I also don't see a, a, a huge need for us to have to pass all game. So I, I don't foresee it being a, a huge issue. Um, if nothing else, it, it tears the Band-Aid off of uh, us trying to decide whether we could have a team without Gallup. Um, because in the end, while we'd all like to have Gallup, we really can't afford him. Um, and as much as people get mad that Amari Cooper disappears and is he really worth all of his money? Man, when he comes to play, he's worth all of his money. So it's not even close. That's my thoughts. Yeah, we'll see when it comes to the end of the season, what the, how everything shakes out. Um, you, you know, as well as anybody who's listened to this show, I love Gallup. And I think if we're going to go anywhere with our wide receiver core in the future and make any major changes, I think the, the change should be to move Cooper and keep Gallup. But, um, you know, that's, there's a lot, there's a lot of football to be played before that decision needs to be made. So, um, so the, yeah, I, I think that pretty much closes up the uh, episode for us. Um, thank you for Michael, for your input and question. Um, hopefully you guys, uh, will you listeners will jump in on our discord and, um, throw in some questions for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you and chat with you during the game as well. Um, Sunday, 425 is a kick. So hopefully we can all be on and, and watching and, and chatting about the game while it's happening. That being said, um, thank you guys for listening. Once again, we are the the Cowboys Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast. Sorry. You guys keep killing me with these gifts. Um, we are the Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast. My name is Mitch. We have Daniel and Wayne. We are all on the Lawn Chair Cowboys Discord. We'd love to hear from you. Check us out on Instagram at the Lawn Chair Cowboys. Check us out on Facebook, the Lawn Chair Cowboys. And join us anytime you want to chat and talk about the Cowboys. Let's go, Cowboys. Cowboys.